0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm JC. I'm the redhead half of the podcast.
0: And I'm Chelsea. I am the brunette half of the podcast.
1: And I am suffering from a little bit of a cold. So sorry about that in advance. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I haven't (laughs) been sick in a while. Oh. When, I, when we were in high school, <laughs> I was sick at all times. Yeah. I, not sick. I always had the worst allergies and I always had a cold. My friend Savannah just reminded me like three days ago. I got a DM from her. I'm going to read it right now because this is actually just correlates with what you just said. Chelsea's like memory of me is us having sleepovers in high school and me just like waking up blowing my nose because I always had the worst allergies. Anyway, my friend Savannah texted me. She said… Remember when you had headaches for three months straight in chemistry and you'd be late every day because you'd be nauseous and they, they finally found out it was because you had a methane gas leak in your oh, room? Yeah. Literally, you guys, I'm in crying. high school, there was a <clears throat> methane gas leak in my room and I felt sick every day. My parents were like, you're not sick. And then someone came over and tested the air and they're like, there's methane gas in the
0: air. I'm crying.
1: Like, oh, that makes sense. Amazing. But anyway, I I haven't been sick in a long time, but… I think everyone's kind of sick right now. It has been raining yeah, for like sick. two months straight in California. It's been so cold, and it's just sick season, man.
0: It's allergy season.
1: Spring's coming. Yeah. Things are growing. The other the other news that you guys need to know about is that I'm moving. And if you follow me on Instagram or on YouTube, you probably are aware of this. But Leif and I currently live in Orange County, and we are moving to L.A. in two days. Um, So that's really exciting. By the time you guys listen to this, I will already be moved to our new house in LA. But yeah, it's really exciting. It's kind of for work opportunities because we live with traffic. It can be two and a half hours and it's just getting to be a bit much because I have to go to LA multiple times a week for work stuff like our podcast studio network is there. My management team is there and just a bunch of different events and everything. So We're moving to be closer. Yeah, to all the goodness. We're really gonna miss Orange County, but we're super excited. And the house
0: is so cute. We went today. JC gave me the the tour. She showed me where my bedroom is. Yeah, it was so fun. But also
1: wait, I forgot my train of thought.
0: I wonder if people actually think I'm serious when I just said that. (laughs) Your bedroom? (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's basically your bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that we always Chelsea and I always try and plan when she comes to be as, like, seamless as possible. And it always is a complete failure. So this time… so Well, usually example, we do
0: everything last minute. And so we're always stressed about everything.
1: Yeah, but, but this Not time, this time. We were like, let's plan this out two months in advance. Let's get this on our calendar. Color code it. Get our guests in order. Like, get everything planned. Chelsea um, usually flies into LAX, which is, like I said, two hours away from my house. Mm-hmm. And so… Just because it's way, way cheaper and it's so worth it. But we decided this time, let's have you fly into Orange County so that I don't have to drive two hours. Turns out we're moving to LA yeah, the day she this, gets here. Yeah. So it's just like,
0: we, it's a failure. yeah. But anyway. So our next matter of business is something we're both really passionate about. And it's been something that, you know, we've been following. And I dreamt about it last night. I could not like stop dreaming about it. I woke up several times and I was like, I've got to stop dreaming about this. And it's The Bachelor.
1: You dreamed about it? I dreamt, dreamt that we were
0: at a party. Like the after party. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Colton, that you had to go through that. Like, it's so weird. What the heck? And Sophie, Sophie, my dog always appears in my dreams. And it, it's like, it gives me so much anxiety because she just shows up out of nowhere expecting me to cater to her. And she's a great day. And it's not <laughs> like she's like a dog I could put in my purse. So then all of a sudden I'm in this random place having to take care of a dog and it stresses me out. It's like almost every single dream. Like it'll be completely unrelated and then Sophie will show up. That's so odd. i Like I've never, at the window or on like at the door. And I'm like, oh crap, I have to take care of her. I've never had a dream about lady. I'm sure that's some deep psychological <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, The Bachelor. We, Chelsea hasn't watched The Women Tell All. We need to watch that after we record today. Mm-hmm. Um, but… This last episode, man, it was brutal. First of all, I started watching The Bachelor way too late. He's a latecomer. Yeah. I-, I figured that I was just too late to even start because by the time I got interested in it and was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, it was episode, I think, seven, which is the hometown dates with the girls.
0: Yeah. That's that so late in the game.
1: So late in the game. There are only like five girls left. But um, I got invested very quickly and… Mm. Um, that was evident by me bawling in the last
0: episode. Yeah. So I just… What what are we even chatting about here? I well, don't know. okay. So previously on… I had said I wasn't super excited about Colton being The Bachelor. Hmm. Like I'd, I'd said that when they announced that Colton was The Bachelor. On the podcast you said that? Yeah, because okay. I was a big Jason fan. Like I wanted Jason to be The Bachelor. And so I started out with a bitter taste in my mouth about, you know, Colton being The Bachelor. Just because I didn't get it. But as the season progressed, my heart grew three sizes because I started to like Colton. He is a much better bachelor than there have been in the past, for sure. I love the drama this season. There's been some good drama. Whereas other seasons it's like they, they almost have to force the drama Yeah, they almost it's have to there. force it or make it up. Because the the bachelor just like everything is good or they just don't have any favorites. Yeah. Let's be real, Cassie was Colton's favorite from Week one, like you could tell, it she was everyone's favorite. Everyone guessed, like Cassie's gonna win. So then, this last episode, uh, it's hard because you never know their true intentions. Yeah, and they're all everyone makes fun, like, oh, they just want to be an Instagram model. Now it's like, well, they all go on that show knowing they're gonna be famous.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they, yeah, if they get to be one of the last girls, mm, they're gonna have a million followers on Instagram, just kind of how it is. I don't know I don't know what any of their intentions but are. But it is
0: possible to want to be famous and to want to fall in love. I
1: yeah. Think. But not even like, oh, I want to be famous, but being aware that that's a possibility and mm-hmm. being okay with it more yeah. so. Because you have to be a specific type of person to like deal with all the eyes yeah. on you.
0: But it is harder when they, when they start out as an Instagrammer and then they go on the show versus, you know, a nurse that goes right. on the show where you're like, okay, well, that's not your job. But if they're an Instagram influencer and then they go on the Bachelorette, you're like, well, you obviously have some intentions of using this for your own good, you know? Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, everyone uses everything for their own good, but true. So this last time, I got, uh, I had a weird feeling about the whole Cassie Colton thing. I mean, the, oh, spoilers ahead. Sorry if you guys you knew what it what was a weird feeling. I just felt like it wasn't like she just doesn't like him, and so yeah. it, okay, this is why too because it reminded me of when I broke up with Nick for the first time. Not that I'm, you know, a pro at this, but I knew I had to break up with Nick like fast because I was like, he likes me way more than I like him. And so as soon as I caught on to that, I broke up with him, but it's so hard. So I get where she's coming from because she said like, I'm not in love with you. Like I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Yeah. So I get that. But I felt like it went on a little too long. Like yeah. it was it was hard to watch. Like you You started to feel protective over Colton. You're like, okay, he's just, literally putting his heart on the line. Yeah, just like
1: give it to him straight. Yeah, just break well, it off. Go. He, here's the thing. I did a photo shoot of a guy that was on one of the seasons. He was not The Bachelor. But he was on The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And I remember him telling me because I asked him about it. This was like years ago that I shot him, probably two years ago. Wait, it was literally five years ago. I don't know like, what's <laughs> happening. But um, it was a while ago and he said that the way they edit the show is just so… Like you just don't they make, make up their own story. Yeah, they don't… You don't know how, how you're going to look to the public basically. And he mm-hmm. was saying during rose ceremonies, he would stand still with a blank face and literally try and never make a reaction to anything because they'll take that face. Like let's say someone goes home and you're shocked or something and you like make a face… Then they'll insert that in a different part.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And make you
1: look a certain way. Yeah. Or like, yeah, before, they'll put music
0: to it yeah. to make you seem evil or something.
1: Yeah. Or before the rose ceremony starts and they're all just standing there, he laughs at a joke that someone says next to him. And then they insert that when someone goes home. And yeah. it's like, oh, you're a jerk. You <laughs> yeah, true. So Very you true. just, you never, never know. You have to take everything you see on. Reality shows. Yeah, on reality shows with a grain of salt because you don't really know. And even yeah. that breakup, like it was painful, but they could have dragged it out on the show yeah. and
0: made it seem worse. I don't know. Well, it seems like that was the kind of breakup you can't edit anything because you need every little aspect of it. It was like when Ari broke up with Becca and it was just so long and so painful to watch, but you needed to see the entire breakup in order to get it. To understand what was So happening. it's like in, in real time, it probably wasn't that long to them. But to us watching, you're like, oh my gosh, just get it over with. with. Just leave or just let her go, you know? And it's like, I felt like she was looking for an easy way to break up with someone, which we all do. No one wants to just plainly be like, bye, I don't like you. And and their heart is shattered on the And I think she did have love for him. She just, yeah, she said she loves him, but she said she wasn't in love with him.
1: I know. That's what it's hard, though. Because it really is super well, sad or, to break up with someone when yeah. you care about them. You're like, oh, my gosh. This is horrible. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. it is, it, Especially when you know that they love you. Yeah. Oh, man. And my heart hurts for actually both of them. Yeah. but So, I am ex- I mean, obviously, he can't pick any… Like,
1: Either I felt of the girls. so bad for
0: Hannah G. Yeah. She, like, she doesn't even have a chance yeah. at this point. She didn't even get a date. And I feel bad for Taisha because they both had to watch. That episode. And be like, oh, you picked her without even telling yeah. us. Yeah. He's like,
1: you're the one I get the most excited about. They're like, awesome. Well, he
0: literally said she's the one. Basically told her he's going to pick her. Yeah.
1: He's like, I love you. Like, you're the one. Yeah. I've never heard a bachelor say that I in my know. life. It,
0: it it was so different because of the whole virgin thing. Because usually they, they go into the fantasy suites and sleep with all of them. Right. And it's not a big deal. But because this was so like… So built up. Yeah. So built up. I'm they like, all right, do that.
1: let's get real. He's not going to have sex with three girls yeah,
0: for the first time. For the first time. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. And if he is, bye. <laughs> <laughs> if he is, wow. Because if it was supposed to be like this special thing to him. So yeah. he wouldn't just give it up for three different girls yeah. in the consecutive nights. So he had
0: to make sure everyone knew, I'm doing it for the first time with Cassie. Because, because I love I, her. I love her and I want her to be the one. Yeah. Which I'm like, why don't you make Hannah go first then or second? Like, don't leave her last. And she just doesn't even get any closure or a chance. I don't know. Well, well, see well maybe it. she does. We yeah, know. we'll see. We'll see on the finale. I'm excited to see what happens. Either he doesn't pick anyone and he ends up alone, which I don't think he does. Well, but, let's, just, let's just see. Let's just leave it up to fate. Okay. Right? I mean, that's all we can do. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to drop some real good advice for you guys, especially for you ladies. Invest in a really good quality bra. Third love has changed the bra game for me. I'm not kidding you guys. I'm wearing my third love bra right this second. It has given me the bra of my actual dreams. I'm going to be real. I hate wearing bras, but I have big boobs. I'm just going to come out and say it. So I've never felt entirely comfortable in a bra until I found third love. The memory foam cups. So they're memory foam. Plus, they are so customized to your fit they, it's heaven. No joke, you guys. It's my new favorite go-to bra that I'm not rushing home to rip off at the end of the day. I actually put my lounge bra on from them after a long day. They offer 78 sizes. That is insane, you guys. They come in half sizes. They range from size 30 to 48 band, and then cups go from double A to I. In larger sizes, it's strong in all the right places. So you guys, it fit. it's a fit for everyone. It's tested on hundreds of women and loved by millions.
1: I'm for real obsessed. So I was just telling Chelsea in the car today that I have thought I'm an a, or sorry, a B cup forever. I don't know why that, but that's the size of bra that I've worn for years. And I took their third loves fit finder quiz on their website and basically they just ask you some questions and they help you identify your breast size and shape and then from there they find a style that a style of bra that will fit your body the best and basically i found out i'm much more well suited to use an a cup bra wear an a cup bra Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm doing now i'm obsessed the t-shirt lounge bras are game-changing So I'm super excited about this. It's for real super comfortable. I really am not a fan of wearing bras either. And I can genuinely say this is the most comfortable bra I own. I will be honest and real and just come out and say it.
0: I second that 100%. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners... 15% off your very first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash what we said now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase.
1: That is thirdlove.com slash what we said for 15% off today. Um, Okay, so we decided to do a few different little segments for you guys Um, just throughout the podcast. We'll do like different segments probably every episode, so it won't Mm -hmm. ever be the same. But quickly, we're going to do a little um chelsea's health tip of the week segment
0: so give us your best health tip for this week chelsea okay i'm gonna try and keep this short but my health tip this week is to try and eat fruits and vegetables that are in season okay this is kind of a weird concept that most people don't think about but it's healthier cheaper better for the environment and better for the economy uh so basically just better all around So let me actually start out by telling you guys it's March right now. And I believe it'll be March when this episode releases. So here are some uh, fruits and vegetables that are in… Or produce that are in season in March. A lot of greens. So leeks, broccoli, brussel sprouts, spinach, cabbage, carrot, lettuce, um, mushrooms, kiwis. Those are just some examples. You can look up online. There's a ton. Sweet. I'm going to do that. So just a quick little background as to why it's better to buy seasonally. So first of all, they don't get transported from far away, so they don't go bad and they don't have as much interference. So they get harvested when they're ripe and fully developed. Therefore, they're higher in antioxidants. We also tune into the harmony of nature. So our bodies and nature kind of become in sync when we eat seasonally. So in the spring, there's leafy greens because it helps us alkalize and detox from the winter because we eat a lot of heavy foods in the winter. Um, Apples are in the fall. um, It helps us cool down, like helps our body release, get rid of excess heat. And then in the summer, uh, there are lots of fruits that provide us with extra beta carotenes and other carotenoids that help us um, protect against sun damage. So there's just little things that nature puts in there. For you. So if you eat seasonally, it's just better all around. So Wow. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Especially Sweet. on
1: Tuesdays. Okay. We are getting right into this episode, you guys. We decided to do a little advice episode where you guys send in your stories and we give you unsolicited advice. <laughs> woo!
0: Um, okay. That's the second time I've done woo
1: this episode I'm <laughs> not here for it. Loving it. Okay. I'll start. So I'm jumping right in. Hi, ladies. I love the podcast. Thank you for your consistency and dedication to great content. It is so appreciated. Thank you. Very sweet. Yep, that was it. (laughs) Um, My best friend and soul sister of 10 years went through a rough patch and then out of absolutely nowhere just straight up stopped talking to me. We were attached at the hip and I lived at her house for two years while my parents went through a bad divorce. We were closer than close. It's so hard to swallow that she could just drop me like that. She stopped talking to me two years ago. And I still think about her so often. I know I deserve better. So as much as I love and miss her, I don't know if I should put myself out there and reach out to her. Part of me wants to reach out because she was such a big part of my life. But I don't know if we could ever get back to normal if we started talking again. Which would also be difficult. Any advice? Hmm. I have had this happen to me on a much, much, much smaller scale. Like not a best friend at all. Just a person who I would definitely consider a friend that unfollowed me on Instagram And then I texted them. They did not reply. And I'm just like, wait, what? So confused. I think this is so shocking and unsettling when you have no idea what you did. Yeah, that's the worst part. It's the worst feeling in the world because you're just so confused as to what happened. If you have like an inkling of an idea, it's like, "Mm, maybe I understand why they stopped talking to me. But when you have no idea what you did wrong…
0: No closure whatsoever. Yeah,
1: it is so unsettling. Mm -hmm. So… I kind of get where she's coming from. But I think that for one, time will definitely heal this situation. And for me, I think if I was in that situation where it's literally my best friend, I would definitely reach out for closure even if it was just on my end and I wanted to say my piece and then leave it at that. I don't think I would necessarily close the door completely. You know, like text them or call them and like, like bye forever, mm-hmm. but I also wouldn't leave the door open and be like, "I'm at your beck and call." Like whenever yeah, you decide whenever to come you back. Want back. So I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to not beg for them back and like be okay with make peace with the situation.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think you have to realize that that relationship that you had with them is gone, and you're not looking to get that exact relationship back. Like you can say bye bye to that relationship you had with them,
1: and you'll never get it. A- back the same yeah, way. So
0: you go if you go into it looking for a new relationship with them, if they really mean that much to you and you think that they're a really important part of your life, maybe you did something to them. Like maybe they considered you a toxic person. I'm just being real here. Like maybe you did something. Maybe there was something about you that, you know, made them feel uncomfortable or, or made them feel like you were draining their energy. Or it could be, uh, I
1: kind of hate assuming that people are jealous, but it could- could be yeah that too.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've seen that happen several times.
1: Where they cut them out and they're like, what the heck did I do? And it's yeah. like I just honestly am like jealous of you and I can't be around you. Yeah.
0: So if you ask her, you'll know. Like it could be something like she felt guilty. Maybe you did something. It could be so many reasons. So if you're really genuinely curious, ask her.
1: Open communication. Yeah. And like I said, you could just do it for your own sake and not like even expect to get this awesome answer, but Mm -hmm. just be like, I just want to tell you my thoughts. Like, I'm super hurt by this. I'm super sad. And here are my
0: feelings. And leave it at that. Now we're getting into boys. Perfect. I dated a boy for two years. He was manipulative and abusive. I finally ended things, but now I have feelings of guilt because of being so attached to him. I want to know how to completely detach myself from him. I'm so frustrated with myself because I miss him even though he was so terrible. How do I get over it? I chucked everything he's given me and all of our pictures in a suitcase, but now I don't know what to do with it. LOL. That's the last thing I know what to do. What else should I do? I'm staying busy, but it's still hard. Also love your podcast. You girls are legends. Oh That's such a hard um, situation, and so many girls are in that situation right now, and so many girls have been in that situation and have stayed and have left. So um, this is what I thought. We've said this in the podcast before, but I heard this on a Skinny Confidential podcast episode from Shaman Durek, and he said, guilt is an illusion, which has stuck with me because I'm a very guilty person. I have the biggest guilty conscience of all time. I feel guilty about everything. So he's saying if guilt is an illusion and it's a feeling that you make up and if you really felt bad about it, you would do something about it. If you don't feel that bad about it, just get rid of guilt because it's not serving you whatsoever. So, you feel guilty because he manipulated you to feel guilty. He tricked you into thinking, into feeling bad about something that you have no control over. And you miss them, which is true. Like, obviously, I think we've all been there where we miss something, even if it's bad, because we romanticize it. And the past we always think is better than it actually was. We always see the past as this romantic thing that was so great. When in reality, if we were to actually be back there, we would not be happy.
1: Even certain aspects of that person, even if you know that they're manipulative or abusive, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, but this part of them was so good. And this part of our relationship was really good.
0: Yeah. For some reason, you're just able to see the good in the past so easily and the bad in the present, which is messed up. But, and also people get addicted to the highs of a relationship like that. Where, yeah, they don't like the lows. But then when it is good, they get addicted to that feeling of, oh my gosh, it's good again. So you Because it's almost cling so rare. That, yeah. that You're like, yes. Yeah, you cling on to that feeling. Talking about what to do. My best advice is out of sight, out of mind. Because it just takes time. Like time is the only thing that can really heal things like that. So staying distracted and… Filling your day and your mind with something good when you think of him. So, if something comes up that reminds you of him, I learned this literally in elementary school. Like, when you have a bad thought, you don't want it there, you sing a song that you know, like a song that you have memorized that makes you happy. Your mind is a stage. And if there's someone on the stage that you don't want to be there, you can kick them off. So, like, put another act on there and they'll take over the stage. And then the other person has to leave. It's a weird analogy, but it works for me. So think of something you want to sing or a saying or, you know, call someone. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I think time is the only thing that heals heartbreak and missing someone. It sucks, but yeah, being distracted, staying busy, and I think that's a good thing to when you think of him, just try and replace your thought with something else.
0: Yeah. Make it like a muscle memory Mm -hmm. thing. And the last thing is, for some reason, those people, they still bug you years and years after. Every once in a while, you think of them because you want that validation from them still. They're like the one person who you still want that validation from because they never treated you like you felt you should have been treated. So there's a part of you that wants to somehow go back and get that from them but you can't and it doesn't matter because it has nothing to do with you. They would have done that to somebody else. Totally. Agreed, 100%. JC, do you know who can give you the best advice? Who? Professional counselors and therapists. True that. And do you know who has over 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states that are available worldwide? Who? BetterHelp. If there is something that is holding you back from going after your dreams or achieving your goals or just holding you back from living the happy life that you so deserve, BetterHelp is here for you.
1: BetterHelp allows you to connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can get help on your time and at your convenience. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. You talk to licensed professional counselors who are specialized in areas ranging from depression, stress, self-esteem, relationships, sleeping, LGBT matters, family conflicts to anger and grief. And you can choose to communicate four different ways, phone, video, text, or chat.
0: What you share and talk about is completely confidential, and don't you worry. If you aren't happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one for no additional charge, anytime. You can access BetterHelp on your iPhone, desktop, or Android, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours, which is so awesome and quick. From there, you can schedule weekly sessions or more if you need. If money is tight, this is awesome. Financial aid is available if you qualify. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, professional, and affordable, which ticks all of my boxes. Please note, broad expertise may not be available locally in some areas and BetterHelp is not a crisis line.
1: What we said listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code what we said. Why not start getting help today? Go to betterhelp.com/what we said. Fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you will love. That is betterhelp.com/what we said. This is the next one. I'd like advice on how to make genuine friendships. My own insecurities often make me feel like no one really likes me or they're just pretending to like me to be nice. But I have so much love for others to give. I just find it so hard to show and let myself be vulnerable in friendships. Hmm. And I think actually a lot of people feel that same way. And in my opinion, I think it's time if you're feeling like that to start working more on yourself. So that you can be more confident. Because all it is when you think people are pitying you is a lack of self-confidence. Like you don't think you're worth their time. You don't think you have anything to offer in a friendship. And so you're not confident. And then it shows. And it's unattractive to people. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to be around someone who's super insecure. In that situation, you obviously cannot control anyone but yourself. You can't make people want to be friends with you. The only way to do that is to become confident and like do more things that make yourself proud and, and so that you feel like you have something of value to offer people. And then I think once you have that confidence and you know that you can bring something to the table to a friendship, then you, I don't know, you'll feel a lot yeah. better and just, I think, attract people easier. Because for me, I feel like I'm a really loyal person and I have these certain qualities that going into a friendship or making a new friend for me, like, I know those things about myself. So I'm like, I know I'm a good friend. So I'm excited to make a new friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I think that just working on yourself and doing things for you that make yourself proud, whether that's like starting a new hobby or working out or just doing things where you feel more fulfilled.
0: Yeah. Because it usually is when you don't even want to spend time with yourself, then you think other people don't want to spend time with you. Yeah. So be very comfortable with being alone and find things that you already have that are valuable. Like you, Chances are you probably have 50 qualities about yourself that people could benefit from. Yeah. Love that. She said she has a lot of love to give. So just dig yeah. deep, girl. And give it. Relationships are not about what you receive. It's about what you give. And a lot of times because, you, because you're giving you're also receiving because it feels good. True. Did that even make sense? It feels good. Feels good. (laughs) Feels good. Give, get, receive, good. (laughs) (laughs) A new poem. (laughs) My haiku. (laughs) My family isn't fond of my boyfriend anymore and I'm still in love with him. He treats me like a princess and would do anything for me and it's hard because we're long distance so I don't know what to do. My family will not change their minds. They're super stubborn. I've been struggling with this for weeks. Please help me. Love your podcast.
1: Oh, rough, so rough. Well, you can talk to Cassie. Here's what sketches me out about that. When a family doesn't like like a boyfriend, I need to know more
0: details. I need to know why. Yeah. Because that scares me. Yeah. So this is my advice. It depends on your family. Mm -hmm. Because your family really wants the best for you most of the time. So if your family is a family that wants the best for you and you know that and they've proven that over and time and time again throughout your life, then maybe look into why they don't like your boyfriend specifically. Maybe they see something that you don't. So maybe even stepping out of the situation and like taking a look from a different perspective. But if it, if your family is not so caring and they don't want the best for you and they have a tendency to sabotage things, and they're toxic a little bit, then who cares? That's a different story. Yeah. Then, I mean, not who cares, but kind of. Like, if you really love them…
1: And they make you genuinely happy and treat you really well, then…
0: You don't have to say bye to your family, but just be honest and have clear communication with them saying, I love this person. They treat me well. They make me happy. If you can't respect that, then I'm sorry.
1: 100%. But I still
0: want a relationship with all of you, so…
1: But a lot of times, I've I've seen that where the family's just not down. Mm-hmm. And the person in the relationship's like, why? He's perfect. And then, you know, later on, later they on, see they're like, mm, yeah, I should have listened. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would take that into account as well. Because yeah. the people who do want the best for you will be honest with you. And their opinion should be important to you if they do want the best for you. Yeah, so. if they have a good record. This next story is about a co-worker says, hello, I need advice on how to stay positive and not let others negative and bad habits affect me. I am with this person for eight hours, five days straight at work. She complains and is negative about everything. She also has bad anxiety and does not know how to manage time. For example, we have a lot of work that needs to be done. And instead of having a fast lunch, she leaves and has a two hour break, then comes back to complain about how much work she has and how it's other people's fault. She, blames, she blamed the waitress for being slow. She blames our coworker for being slow and even blames our company. I tell her to be more positive, but it doesn't work. So most of the time, I just stare and nod my head or I try to make her laugh. I'm still very new to this job as a design assistant, but I don't think I'm getting paid enough to be her therapist too. She also talks about her ex-husband who passed away in a terrible car accident and I really do feel bad for her, but she is not letting it go and I'm worried because it's unhealthy for her. We will sometimes talk about relationships and she will go, my husband used to do that. It has been 10 years since his passing. She is all alone at home. So she works till late in the day and then complains about it. I just need advice on how to stay positive because I give a lot of positive energy to her. And when I come home after eight hours of working and an hour of commuting, I'm very drained. So drained that I go straight to bed some nights and my boyfriend gets sad because he wants me to spend time with him. But I get so moody and I can see that being around her is affecting me. I am like a sponge. Your podcast really helps me during my commute to work. It is the only two hours of the day I truly have to myself. Thank you.
0: Oh, that's so nice. That's the
1: sweetest thing ever. But that is such a hard situation. A lot of people did write in about coworkers or mm-hmm. people that they just don't have a choice. Yeah. Because even when we did the toxic relationships episode, people were like, I work with this person every day. I yeah. cannot escape them. And that I can think of nothing worse. Like no. that just is the worst situation. But I was looking up online about how to not let negative people affect you so I could give a better answer. And um, first of all, it said that there's a difference between lending someone a compassionate ear and then getting sucked into their negative drama. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of all about how you let it affect you. And one of the things it said is to distance yourself. And the article said if creating distance is not possible, like in the situation where it's a coworker, then Ask the person how they intend to fix the problem that they're complaining about. Hmm. So when they're like, this is happening and this and this, it's like, okay, how are you going to fix it? And yeah. then they say, usually they'll quiet down or kind of redirect the conversation to something a little bit more positive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, at least for a little while. And then the other thing is that you kind of have to detach yourself a little bit,
0: yeah, which is something I've had to I'm do.
1: I feel that I'm the same way where I'm like a sponge. I kind of soak up the emotions of whoever I'm with. So if someone's happy, I'm happy. And if someone's sad, I'm also sad with them for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I could see how I could be affected by that too if I was in that situation. Um, But you kind of have to accept the situation and detach yourself a little bit. And also do not expect them to change. Yeah. Because if you walk into work every day just praying for a miracle that they're not going to complain today. They're going to be different. You're going to be disappointed disappointed every single day. And your life is not going to be good. Mm -mm. (laughs) So I think you kind of just have to accept the person as they are. Detach yourself. Which is kind of mean but kind of don't really… listen. It's kind of like in one ear out the other. Instead of always trying to help them so much. It's just like, I can't give this my energy anymore. Yeah. And then… The last thing that I read was to dedicate every, some time every day to self-care. And um, a lot of those negative people kind of want to drive you crazy and like drag you down to their level of thinking. Yeah, misery
0: loves company. Yeah,
1: so that you can be miserable with them. They don't have to be alone suffering. Um, so since you cannot control what they do, you have to take care of yourself so that you can remain healthy and happy, mm-hmm. basically.
0: I like that. So there you have I it. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, and another part of self-care could even be being ni- like extra nice to her. Yeah. Because, like you said, she's not going to change. So you're not—don't be nice to her so, like, one day she'll wake up and realize. But just be nice to her just to be nice or do something so she feels a little less lonely. And she might, might, might be a little less miserable. Yeah, change a little. But, yeah, and I'm not saying she, that girl's not doing enough by any means, but— I like what you said because I wrote down when other people ask for advice, they don't want to know what you would do. They usually want you to help them figure out what they want to do. But what they do you just mean? can't figure it out. So if I ask you for advice on something, I don't necessarily want to know exactly what you would do in my situation. Yeah. I want to know. I want you to help me figure out what I need to do. You know? Because a lot yeah. of times when people ask you for advice, you just want to tell them, okay, yeah, you should do this and this and this. And you should on them. Which is never really good and no one ever really listens like they might be like oh yeah thank you and it sounds like that's what they want but genuinely it's about asking them the right questions to help them figure out what they actually yeah what they need to do like okay so how are you going to proceed with that like what do you want to happen next yeah you know someone's like this is so terrible okay how do you want to change going forward how do you what do you want to happen now and usually they're like oh um I, I guess I, it, it can change. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Or when rather you tell than your, just being like, oh my gosh, that sucks yeah. so bad. And you should send them a text right now. It's like things like that. People are, it doesn't, it's not the best advice. No. actually. Because they're, they're coming from their, their own world that's completely different than yours.
1: No, I agree. So
0: I don't even know how that related to the story, but yeah. just a little side note. So I have a friend, guy friend, and we've been really good friends for about a year now. At first, I liked him, but he told another friend of mine that he didn't have romantic feelings for me. So I just let it go. The other day, we hung out, and he asked if we could make it a date. It was so cute. I think that this may result in a relationship, but I'm scared for our friendship and the dynamic of our friend group. Any dates on dating a best friend? Have you ever dated a best friend? Any dates on dating? Any… Um… Any tips? Oh. Sorry. Any tips on dating a best friend? Have I ever what? Have you ever dated a best friend? Do you have any? Yeah. I feel
1: like all my… <laughs> I feel like everyone I've dated started out as a best friend.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah, It seems so mad that I I'm remember. like, are you kidding me? It kind of should be that way. I mean, unless you meet on a date. Like me and Leif, I guess. I wouldn't consider yeah. we were best friends first because we met literally on a date. Mm-hmm. But… Um,
0: friends make the best companions.
1: Yeah. So it's not bad to fall for a friend. But it is hard for the friendship. Yeah. Because I will say 100%. It's very… It depends on how far the relationship goes. But you're not going to be able to be friends after. Yeah. If it's like… Maybe if you go on three dates and you kiss. It's like, okay, we can go back to being friends. But mm-hmm. if you date for a year, you're not going back to friends. Yeah. Promise you that.
0: Well, what I, sa- what I was thinking is… Don't ruin it. Like, okay, so friends can make the best spouses, companions, boyfriends, whatever. However, you don't want to ruin it if it's not going to be worth it. Like, if you don't think that that relationship could be something extremely special and greater than your friendship already is, don't risk it. Like, if if you think it might just be a fling or a couple month stint or, you know, whatever, then don't risk it. Don't go for it. Just leave it alone and go for someone else because then you're just being, you know, reckless. Yeah,
1: but if you really have strong feelings for them and feel like it's… Yeah. going to be something special, then of
0: course. Then risk it. Because yeah. then otherwise you'll just be friends forever wanting to know if it could work out. Totally. Uh, excuse me. I'm like… <laughs> <laughs> She's literally taking off her bra. Amazing. Um, and lastly, I think with anybody you're dating, especially in a big friend group, if you're just a respectful person throughout the relationship and maybe it ends… And maybe not the way that you want it to end. If you're always respectful and kind and you never do anything sketchy or, you know, crazy, then you can still be in the same friend group. Yeah. It'll take time to get over the awkwardness. But there's plenty of exes in my husband's friend group that see each other constantly, and it's not a big deal at all.
1: No. And when I say you can't be friends, I'm I'm mostly saying… You're not going to be best friends anymore. No, it's not going to be the same. You can definitely be civil with each other and totally like hang out every once in a while in a friend group. But I'm just saying it's not like you're going to be hanging out every day No, it's not going to be the old relationship you had before. it won't. But I say risk it if you think it's something special. Again, if you don't think it's worth it, bye. Don't. Yeah. Here at What We Said Podcast, we firmly believe in becoming an expert in your craft. We talk about this often and Chelsea and I are both trying to be better. Um, But Skillshare is an amazing place to do that. So if you do not know, Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in business, design, and more, you will level up your learning in any category that you choose. And in this episode, we discuss how to find your passion and more specifically, experimenting with different passions to kind of find what it is that you actually love to do. And Skillshare will help you discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and your career. Here are some examples of the classes you can take. Leadership, culinary, IT, web development, and
0: even how to go viral. I want to take that class. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I love Skillshare because you can learn exactly what you want to learn when you want to learn it. It's education at your own pace. It's like getting homeschooled. Personally, I've been trying to up my blog game lately. I love writing and sometimes I get a little sloppy with it. So I want to get a lot better. The next class that I'm looking to take is called Creative Writing, Crafting Personal Essays with Impact. I'm looking to make an impact here. So, whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is here for you to help you learn, thrive, and keep reaching your goals.
1: Join the millions of students already learning and thriving on Skillshare today with a special offer just for what we said, listeners. You guys get two months of Skillshare for free. Literally, no money. You get it for free. You heard that right. What we said, listeners get two months of unlimited access to all the 25,000 classes for free. There's actually more than 25,000.
0: Whoa. Now listen closely. Guys, listen up. To sign up and try it out for yourself, go to Skillshare.com slash What We Said. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash What We Said. One more time, that is Skillshare.com slash What We Said.
1: I feel really stuck at my current job. I am just not passionate at all about the work and I just feel like I'm stuck in an 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. loop. The problem is I get paid really well and I actually love my coworkers and the culture of the office. It is just soul-sucking work. But I have a house and bills and I cannot afford to leave or potentially take a huge pay cut for a job I do love. But it's making me feel really depressed and it's sad how I dread the work week and count down the seconds until the weekend. Except this... Oh... Except the week is 70% of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Advice? It is hard because your work is like a third of your life, basically. Yeah.
1: It really is. Working so. 8 to 5. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with this, too. And me and Chelsea were talking about this earlier. It's not always just as simple as like, just quit your job and go, off, go after your passions. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> I, I think people love to say that. They yeah. love to throw that out. I probably said that like four years ago. Yeah. I hate myself for even <laughs> thinking about that, but I think that it is unrealistic for mm-hmm. a majority of people. Like you're saying, you can't afford to just like take
0: a huge pay cut no. because you have bills. Like, I don't even, I, this, my podcast is not the only thing that I do. Yeah. Like, I, I still have a regular job.
1: Yeah. No. I think that the best thing to do in this situation would be to start like a side hustle Mm -hmm. or something that you are passionate about that you can look forward to like before or after work. Yeah. So whether that's… Even if it's not something you're necessarily making money with at the moment, just like, I don't know, reading more books or exercising or something that you can look forward to. So it's Mm -hmm. not just like your work or your life is work, which you hate, and then you go home and then you do it again. It's like you have something to look forward to. And everyone that does blogging and anything like that in the social media world, most of them start out. They have a 9-to-5 job and then they do it on the side until it becomes… I know that's not everyone's passion. I'm just saying. Yeah, There's things like… A side hustle. Like, a, a side hustle of some sort. Even your… Like you… I feel like you have a bunch of little side hustles. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah. So I think just starting to work more on yourself and discover those passions. And then maybe… By doing that, like, I don't just making up a random situation, but you know, maybe you start exercising more and then you realize you really love exercise and then you start like doing online classes after school and then you're able to become a personal trainer and then that becomes your job and you love it. Yeah. Just like working on yourself and figuring out what you really love to do and what your passion is. That's not always easy to figure out in
0: a week, but. Yeah. Okay. I heard this quote. On the plane today, I was listening to the Skinny Confidential podcast. I think that's the second time I've referenced that podcast. But um, a quote that she said really stuck out to me. It was, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So finding out what you're passionate about comes from actually doing things and trying it out instead of just sitting there and thinking, like, hmm, what could be my passion in life? So just try things. You you have all the time in the world, literally, until you die, to try out different things. So… Clarity comes from engagement, not thought. I love that. And also, if you don't love what you do, find a way to love it.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to find things. I mean, I think it's good that she said like I love my coworkers, mm-hmm. I love, you know, the culture of where she works. So that's a huge plus because yeah, I think a lot of people don't even love that aspect of their job. So, yeah, maybe just like really focusing on that and being grateful for I guess the positives of it.
0: Yeah, Gary Vee says is your main hustle, what is making you money. 20% is your side hustle, what you really enjoy. And then at some point, your 20% will become your 80%. So do the 20% till it becomes your full-time gig. Woo. (gasps) I just did a woo. Oh, my gosh. I'm rubbing off. We're loving it. I'm rubbing off. I should have finished (laughs) the sentence because I did not like that at all. My husband and I are going out to do summer sales with my best friend and her husband who have done it for a few years now. And as much as I love her, I want to be able to hang out with the other girls. But I know if I do, she will really be butthurt about it. What do I do? Hmm. This is a, this is a sticky Stitcher, one. Ditch yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. I, this is so… When you said that, I picture that… Well, hmm. Like I said, it's kind of hard. I picture that we're going to summer sales together.
0: Mm-hmm you wouldn't care if I hung out with someone else. No. And I wouldn't care if you did either. That's the thing. It's friends should be just that. They should be friends, not boyfriends, not spouses, not someone who has control over your life, not an owner to a pet. A friend is someone who loves you, who supports you, who's there for you, and who cares about your well-being. Someone who doesn't want you to have fun with other people doesn't care about your well-being. Exactly. And if they're getting mad about that, they're 12 years old. That's really selfish. Yeah.
1: I say hang out with who you want to hang out with. If they have a problem with that, that's something you definitely need to talk about and yeah. be like,
0: whoa. Be upfront with it and be honest and be like, I, sorry, I'm going to hang out with these people. I'm sorry it hurts your feelings, but sorry.
1: In my opinion, that's just comes from insecurity. If you're mm-hmm. not comfortable, like for me and Chelsea, we have such a good, solid friendship that if she wants to hang out with someone else… I, that doesn't like threaten me. Yeah, I'm not like oh, they're gonna become her new best friend. Yeah, I know no one can compete.
0: <laughs> but you know, like
1: it's, yeah, it's weird.
0: It's weird to be like super possessive. i never over a understood friend. that, to be quite honest. No. Even in like high school and junior high, girls would get so upset, and there would be times when girls would blatantly like not include me, and it never really bothered me that much, because when I was in third grade, one time I had two friends over. I had to go to soccer practice and my friends went to go hang out without me. They're like, oh, you're going to soccer class. Okay, well, she's coming over to my house now. And I remember being so hurt. And my mom sat me down after I was like, I just can't believe they did that. And my mom sat me down and was like, get over it. That is so dumb. Like, you should not be upset about that. They can have fun. And I think from then on, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's so dumb. Why would I get upset? Yeah, it's not a quality of a good
1: friend. No, don't be that person. Okay, buckle up because this one, you guys, wowza. Okay. It's a big hitter. I'm in high school and I have two friends named Allie and London. They are best friends. You guys
0: need to like really focus, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and these are Close not… Close your eyes, even if you're driving. <laughs> even <laughs> if kidding. you are. Please don't. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get
1: sued. Um, you need to focus on the names and stuff. By the way, I think these are not real names, but okay. In high school, I have two friends named Allie and London. They are best friends. Over the summer, my friend Allie started talking to this boy named Henry from a city a good three or four hours away from where we live. She met him through Instagram. He was really cute and they started to have feelings for each other. Fast forward nine months later and they are still talking but have never met in person. Every time Allie tried to meet up with him, something traumatic like a death in his family or a car crash occurred and they didn't end up seeing each other. Then on Valentine's Day, Henry said that he was going to be in town and was going to come give Allie a gift. So yay, they would finally meet, right? But the night of, Henry texted Allie and said he was too nervous to see her, and he would just drop the gift off to her best friend, London. Kind of weird, right? So London gave Allie the gift, and everything was fine. Or so they thought. Now, present day, Allie's parents were very suspicious of Henry, and Allie's dad, who was a police officer, decided to investigate. He found out that the boy Henry did not exist. And whoever Henry was, in quotes, used stolen photos to make a fake account to be Henry. Now, finding this out, Allie freaks out and tells her best friend, London, and no one else. Then the next day, Allie tried to contact Henry, but his account was deleted. The only person Allie told was London. So her dad, who's the police officer, along with our school's deputy, did further investigating and found out that it was Allie's best friend, London, who stole the photos, made the account, pretended to be a boy and had an online relationship with Allie. London was not only in tears, so this is the girl who did it, Mm -hmm. was not only in tears, but embarrassed and upset. Allie told her their friendship is over. She never wanted to speak to her again. And although I do not believe by any means that what London did was okay, in fact, it's sickening, Allie was London's only close friend and her lifeline because London's home life is full of abuse, alcohol, and poverty. I don't know how to help either of them, and I am concerned about London's mental health and her possibly even taking her life because she feels so scared and terrible. Any advice?
0: Okay. First and foremost, have you ever watched the show Catfish? Oh, Are yeah. Are you
1: joking? Oh, yeah, we Chossie? talk about this all
0: the time. We Never literally mind.
1: watch Catfish together. Probably have watched it together five times. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a while. I am horrified
0: by that accusation.
1: <laughs> but I just literally <laughs> gasped, you guys. Yeah.
0: Jason's tearing up. I'm like so offended. I, <laughs> I don't want to be your say, friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is over. I was going to say, first and foremost, this is my advice. If someone keeps canceling to meet you because of a family tragedy, that is number one sign that it's a catfish. Like, You've been catfished. On. And then he's too nervous to see you. Girl, yeah, get girl, girl, out.
1: girl. Whether he's catfish or not, yeah. boy, bye <laughs> Yeah, literally. If he's too scared to see you. No, honestly, this is really sad. It really is. And it's shocking. For both parties. Yeah.
0: Because the girl who catfished, as we know from watching Catfish, usually it's an addiction kind of
1: doing That's what I was going to
0: say. It's so fascinating. Catfish… The show Catfish is
1: actually really sad. Like I've cried during some of the episodes. Neve and Max. It's so heart-wrenching because the person that's catfishing… They're they're trying to
0: escape reality. Yeah.
1: Like they're not happy with their life and they're just trying to find some like
0: pretend world yeah
1: and it's so sad and they're always oh my gosh it's horrible but anyway um i just never understand how the victim like falls for it and how the other person keeps it going for so i know long. that's the baffling part they'll be like like on the show catfish they'll be like we've been dating for two years like we've never facetimed i'm like yeah excuse me well, we
0: facetime but it's pitch black i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's let's examine this real fast. It's
1: pitch black. It's no. pitch black. And
0: then they're like, well, has he sent you pictures? And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes… And then they'll show the pictures, and they're different people every time. Oh I'm my like,
1: gosh. I cannot deal with that. Wait, so oh, oh, what advice is she asking for? What she should do or what? She's just saying she feels really sad for the girl who did it. Yeah. Because she's like not in a good place with her home life and everything. Well, I was going to say… I think I actually watched this episode with Leif… But it was a really similar thing… Where it was the girl's best friend pretending to Mm -hmm. be her boyfriend. And it's so hard because… First of all, the trust is immediately broken once you figure that out. Yeah. And it's so embarrassing for both of you. It's so embarrassing that she pretended to be a boy… And it's so embarrassing that you've been like flirting with her. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: It's like the Uh. worst situation ever. Yeah. But I think… Uh, the only advice I could give would just to no matter what, just be kind and loving mm-hmm. towards her. I mean, uh, no matter how hard someone's life is, it's not an excuse for them to do shocking no. things to you. So, Or to your friends. So I think, like, letting them know that you still, like, have love for them and yeah. that you're, you don't hate them by any means.
0: But also, like, they do kind of need to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes all it takes is… Someone letting them know they care enough to understand, though. Yeah. So not that you have to be that person and sacrifice your well-being. But if you feel like you're in the position to let them know you care to understand why, that may be all they need to, like, I don't get not it. Get it out it. of their system. Because it's so frustrating for people not to understand why you did something.
1: Well, because clearly, if you're impersonating someone for nine months, like, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you… Yeah. There's an issue. And… You obviously have some deep stuff that you need to work yeah. out. And so I think, yeah, it's about understanding like, why did you do that? And how can you, how can we like get you out of that mindset? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's necessary to like be her absolute best friend. I just think, no, like, being loving and like kind and trying to understand. You I can guess. be her
0: friend, just beware of people reaching out to you on Instagram acting like a boy. Yeah.
1: You become best friends
0: for a month month later. Henry's like, what's up? (laughs) You fall for it. Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's even worse when people get catfished on that show and then they're on it again. Like they're like, (laughs) they get catfished again. And even Max like, are you kidding me? How could you get catfished again? How do you get catfished the first time? I know the second when I reach out to someone on Craigslist or something… I've been scammed so many times on care.com or looking for apartment. They're like, will you kindly send me your… I'm like, okay, I'm getting catfished immediately.
1: Will you kindly send me your routing number? And yeah. no, actually, that wouldn't be
0: bad. And they all use the same phrases and excuses. I've had this multiple times. Sorry, I'm going off a little tangent here. But multiple times where they say, okay, I'm renting out this property. It's super nice and it's for real cheap. And I'm like, this is either amazing or a scam. So I'll reach out and they're like, hi. <laughs> we uh, are renting this out. We wanted to sell it. So if the for sale sign is still in the front yard, just ignore it. Um, we don't have the key. I live in a different state. So you can just go in and look through the windows and then kindly send me <laughs> your information and we can get you set up with rent. I don't, I'm not in this for the money. This has happened twice where they say, I'm not in this for the money. I have a really good job. I'm just out of state. I need someone to take care of the house. I'm like, okay. What a scam artist. Go look in the windows. (laughs) Like, don't call the number on the for sale sign. Definitely do not call that. (laughs) That is no longer working. That's fake. Oh, my gosh. This is a real fast one. How to find your person. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Be the person first that you want. Be the person that you're looking for. So if you're looking for someone who is kind successful, patient, be kind, successful, and patient because you're going to attract that. Also, stop looking so hard because as soon as you stop looking so hard, you'll find it. it. And even better, stop looking in the freaking wrong places. People look in the dumbest places for their soulmate thinking they're going to find an amazing person at 2 a.m. at a club or something. Like, what? Who are, who are you looking for? Not a church boy. That's for sure. A church boy. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. Right. And then we've said this a million times, but just do what you love and do it more often and be in the right place so that those situations can occur. And then you'll be in the right place at the right time.
1: Preach. And you'll find
0: those people. That's my simple answer for that because just do you. If you want a boy or a girl who, you know, goes to church, for example.
1: Then you go have, to church
0: yeah. more, and you'll find people who like the same things as you.
1: You're really thinking about church boys.
0: I know. Okay. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's so I know church boys. Bye. What even is a church boy? I don't know. I'm just thinking. I was just yeah, trying to yeah, think yeah. of a common thing that people look for. that yeah. they don't find.
1: Well, that is it, folks. That is all our advice for you today. This was actually a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. I think we should do this again sometime. Yeah. I love it. Cheers. Oh, you don't you, have a cup. You didn't get me water. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting. Um, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, make sure to do that because then you get notified when new podcast episodes go live.
0: And not that it's a shock, but it's every single Tuesday. Every single
1: Tuesday. So get ready. Um, and also, if you're feeling nice, go ahead and leave us a review or a rating. A raging review. Raging <laughs> is not the correct word
0: raving yeah. raving <laughs> please don't leave us a raging review
1: leave us a review what what the flip is this thing called the podcast app yeah apple i'm trying podcast to, app every single time i say it, i'm like leave apple it on, on itunes, iTunes. Yeah. and i'm like what is what am i saying i think it's i think it's apple podcast app okay the apple podcast app go on there search what we said podcast you're probably already on it because you're listening to this right now um unless you're listening on a different platform but yeah Go leave us a review or rating if you liked it, or just give us some, if some of your you, thoughts.
0: If you want to ask us for advice on future episodes, or if you want to be part of our podcast more so, go follow us on Instagram at What We Said Podcast. That's at What We Said Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. We have stories that ask you questions. We want to know what you want to hear. So go follow us, comment on our pictures, tell us how good we look and how funny we are.
1: Thank you. We love you
0: and… Bye. Oh, I do miss it. Guys, I missed it because Jason did a solo episode yesterday. I feel like I haven't recorded one in ages. Oh, I forgot everything. I'm sick to my stomach. First Said what, fish. we?
1: <laughs> First the catfish comment. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> feeling really sad. Okay. We love you guys
0: and… That's, that's what we, we said. said. Goodbye. Bye.